1: Your a Celtic state of mind, I'm Paul John Dykes And today I am delighted to join To be joined in person by J.P. Mason You're
2: back in the mothership How's it going, J.P.? Uh, surreal to be back It feels like ages since I've been in here I can't even remember the last time It was, it was months ago, wasn't like, What's changed? Uh, yeah, I tidied the place up with some <laughs> framed pictures uh, And I've still got a, a music mug Which is... Uh, Controversial in some parts, but uh, hope, hopefully not today. But uh, I know it's just good to be back. Just uh, obviously through here with a view to going to Dunfermline later on the the uh, the kingdom of Fife uh, for uh, for a gig tonight. Working a show with a teenage fan club, which can't wait. And uh, for anyone who's getting a bit upset about me mentioning mentioning them, I don't know them personally. I've never met them. I'm just, it's just a guy going to do his job, a job that he loves. So You're a fan. You're right, a fan. I am a fan. What yeah. was
1: the B-Sides album? The B-Sides album that came out kind of in the 1990s, because that's, believe it or not, that was the one that introduced me to the band, because my brother had it. There was a picture on front cover with
2: a guy with a paper bag over his head. I know the one, I can't remember what it's called, but and I know was, the one you're talking aye,
1: about. So that, that was my introduction to Danish Fan Club, and uh, obviously they're playing in my hometown, Stroke City, mm-hmm. this evening in a very small venue. Um yep. for for them, I would say. I
2: ah, yeah, I think they just wanted to play A Gig and uh Dunfermline PJ Molloys ticked the boxes so that that's what they're playing tonight. Sold out in like a couple of minutes or something like that. So and I do believe that they are Celtic fans actually. Somebody <laughs> was telling me that recently. Yep.
1: We had um We've we'll all get on to last night's game. Uh, we had Paul Quinn on the a uh, Celtic State of Mind, it was about two years ago mm-hmm. and we actually filmed it at Gorble Sound, which is where they now film Go Radio. Mm-hmm. And is it across for the, the brazen head? Isn't that right, I, I just don't know corner. It must be. It must be it's that like an old miners' welfare yeah. building. And uh, we were in there talking to Paul, who played drums for the Soup Dragons and Teenage Fan Club. Not a bad CV. And he was talking about the the fact that three members of the Teenage Fan Club had season tickets for the Hamden season. Impressive. So you know, it
2: it, surely Norman was one of them. I, I heard this story recently that he he pointed out a Celtic top in a crowd at a gig, like it was the. Uh, he was like a bit to start a song, and then he saw somebody on a celly up and he and he called the guy out. I think it was I, mean, I don't know if it was in Scotland or it was somewhere like far flung, like the states or something like that. Because oh. it, it must have been strange for him to see, for, in order to call it out when he was on stage, you know. A
1: couple of things before we get onto the game, then right? Uh, people from the stage calling things out. I remember Ian Brown called out somebody in the the crowd at Reading, nineteen ninety six, uh, and told him to remove his Union Jack. Fair play Ian, mm-hmm. Ian Brown. The other one was um, the uh, San Francisco
2: flag that Bono told the guy to get Oh, back. yeah, that's the famous one, isn't uh, it? That, that's, that was getting shared the other day on was Twitter. It his daughter,
1: the guy's daughter, I yeah,
2: think? Yeah, I think it was. Uh,
1: Interesting, eh? Twitter, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I was watching the game last night. I wasn't at the game. You were at the game, so we'll be talking about that um, a fair bit. But I was watching the game on Motherwell TV and Jock Brown was commentating yeah. and it was a proper throwback.
2: I heard you say that. I, look, I... I I know that there's, there's there's two sides to Jock Brown as you said last night but uh, his voice is synonymous with commentary I agree in in the in the early parts of in fact I think I can, well, I need to I should know this because I've watched it so many times but was he the commentator in the 88 Scottish Cup final I need to rewatch that. It's either him or Archie McPherson. This was one of the two of them. Yeah, and I remember. I think it's Jock Brown, you know. I think I think eighty eight is him. But see, the
1: voices though—that's like you say. There are two sides to him because you 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 remember the Jock Brown era under Fergus McCann at Celtic. Mm-hmm. But he was one of the voices. He was one of the voices along with Archie McPherson. And dare I see even Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy e. Me. Oh, yeah. And you're in the eighties, and you're grown up, and you and you can hear them. And you know what? When I heard that yet last night, it wasn't instantly. Um, obvious to me that it was Jock Brown but Mm. I remember I was thinking he's a very good commentator this guy and then the co-commentator which turned out to be Darren Jackson Mm -hmm. started calling him Jock and I'm thinking wow great idea I've got to say because a lot of the club channels aren't as great I've got to say I mean what we've had Lost County, St Mirren and Aberdeen Mm -hmm. Hibs maybe Mm -hmm. and they're not as great and I think right you've, you've wheeled out Jock Brown Um, from the 1990s and it was a wee throwback you were at the game JP Um, talk me through it from your perspective because obviously we're watching it in here there was quite a lot of chat after the game Um, some that I agreed with some that I didn't and then I'm I'm not going to completely focus the whole show on VAR but we need to talk about it. And and you know what, that's the saddest thing that we need to talk about it. My tagline uh, today, the strap line, have six big VAR decisions and four domestic games gone against Celtic. I'm not trying to be um, a conspiracist here, right? But we'll run through some of the decisions in those four games, JP. And I know you'll be honest, even if you think it was the right decision, you'll say that and we'll run through them at some point. But talk to me about the game last night.
2: Well, first of all, did you see the the Green Brigade mm. uh, letter, banner, it was Our Light Shines On, Primal Scream. You, did you get that? Did you I, see I that? I, yeah, saw that. I, I just that. saw the because I saw, I saw it come up behind us, it, it was getting unfurled and everyone was kind of craning their neck cause we were right underneath it. And as soon as I saw Shines On, I was like, that's Primal Scream, it's, it's got so to be. Terrible. And then the next thing all the flares and the uh, fireworks, actual fireworks getting fired out of the, the, the stand and everything, so it was pretty I don't, obviously probably very dangerous, but it was a spectacle It looked cool <laughs> well,
1: the, the thing with Primal Scream Obviously uh, in the last couple of weeks uh, Bobby Gillespie and Andrew Innes uh, Have got together with uh, RMT mm-hmm. um, And they've recorded that single With Kevin Rowland from mm-hmm. Dexys mm-hmm. And uh, also I'm pretty sure The drummer from My Bloody Valentine oh, right. wow. Or What is it the Jesus Mary tune? Could be I don't know, um, I haven't seen it It's a fair old collab But aye mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Let's keep the Primal Scream references in, in the in the banners and elsewhere. Oh, that's um, cool.
2: Well, I mean, the the game itself, I had a feeling that it was going to be a, a bit more difficult than the last time, just because when you've gone and comprehensively beaten a team like we did only a couple of weeks ago, four um, 0 and you know, it was, it was it was it was it was a doing that we gave them really, mm-hmm. when I didn't expect it to be, given how they played against Rangers the the previous weekend, but. I think when you've done that to a team and you play them again so soon, they're obviously going to be extra determined to make sure it doesn't happen again. And obviously they're not going to come at us in any kind of gung-ho way, but um, I think getting the goal early helped. And I thought Matt O'Reilly did really well to win the ball back, to get the ball into Kyogo. Brilliant. Um, And yeah, I think at 1-0, you know, we were looking good for our lead anyway. And then the 2-0, that that the Jota chance. As soon as that happened, as soon as that ball got played, my pal James next to me was just like, ah, he was off," And I was like, I don't think he was. And then there was obviously all the consternation in the ground, which is now the norm. Mm. And there's the delay, and then you get the the nod to say that it's been disallowed. And five minutes later, somebody's like that with the phone going, by the way, never offside. He was onside a mile. And You see, Jota, I think it was Lawrence last night said that the Reaction of Jota, but I
1: actually, watched it back. Jota's saying, I, I was I had my eye on the line, yeah. that's what he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, that that image, JP, right? The, the var image the from so-called the distance, image, from right, the diagonal distance, from the the pylon, uh,
2: you know, at uh, somebody put up that
1: it was New from Douglas the moon. Park. <laughs> Is that the image? Is that what they're going on? Surely, they're looking at something a wee bit more conclusive than well, that.
2: Well, I'd hope so. I mean, that's if that's the angle, how, how could you possibly make an accurate. For a start, it, it was it wasn't it, it was dark. It was a dark image. Mm. You know, it wasn't bright enough. It wasn't clear. It, it was, was kind of grainy. Uh, aye, and and then you, you you see another angle. And did you notice as well? I, I watched the uh, it was a replay on Twitter or something like that. And you listen to the commentator, and he just goes quiet. He doesn't say anything. It's almost like the commentators have been told like not to. Not to question it, not to or not, it. or not, or not to obviously state. Oh, by the way, that's clearly onside. How? Because now you've got a video assisted referee mm. on top of replays, and they're not even given the right decision. That's uh, it's absurd. I, I mean, in the be- and we were talking about this in the way out the ground last night, the only way you can call this out so that you're not seen as some sort of spoiled, entitled Celtic fan who demands to win every game and if they don't get we don't get all the decisions, it's when you win a game you yeah. need to call out the decisions when you've won a game. Otherwise it's going to get to a point where something does cost us in a game and they'll be like, Oh, here they are moaning again about VAR and it's like, Well no, that's a hundred percent you saw it yourself last night, a completely incorrect decision. He was on side and yet we got a goal a perfectly good goal ruled out. and and what
1: a finish as well what goal Um, I will go through some of the decisions and we'll have a year on A and we'll see what everybody on the chat is saying as well but with regards to that um, I just don't think we're calling it VAR of course we are we're saying the VAR decision the VAR isn't the decision the decision is a human being Mm -hmm. who's making the wrong decision my my concern last night was the fact that it it looked like a really really bad angle and that shouldn't be the case if they've got half a dozen cameras in in a stadium and the the TV cameras are showing you a better angle of it Mm. Um, the Motherwell goal for example the two lines it made it pretty clear the boys on side Mm -hmm. that's fine you take that on the chin right by the way Good finish though, as well It was a great wee finish by, by the Motherwell player And you think We probably could have um, Had a moan about the fact That Motherwell didn't deserve To have a free kick uh,
2: In the lead up I to it I hadn't Obviously was kind of halfway down the ground You can't see it from The stand we were in But I saw a replay of that Today Somebody put it up on Twitter And I'm like What's the foul there? It's bizarre What is the foul? Is, uh-huh. it, the, is it the first phase tackle Or is it the second one? Because Neither of them look In any way Dangerous, and you can see. Uh, uh, I think uh, maybe Matt O'Reilly kind of puts his hand in his head and goes, "What? What? What's right. that for?"
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then obviously they score after it. But I mean, there's a lot has to happen after the after the free kick for the goal to happen. But um yeah,
1: I'll be bringing up
2: the uh, the goals. We'll
1: have a, a closer look at Jota's goal as well, JP. Uh, but also want to talk about Madrid because you've not had a chance to talk about it, and I don't mean the game per se, but you're there, your experience. I spoke to you when you were over in Spain. Um, another great away day for you.
2: Uh, it was. Um, it was the it was the one trip that you know we all wanted to go on. Everyone, I mean, it, it, my entire lifetime, we've been waiting for that trip. And uh, my pal Michael, who I went with, you know, he he does all the Euro aways, and he has been doing them all. I hadn't been on one since Copenhagen, February twenty twenty. So it was just amazing, an amazing. You know, experience to get back, quite emotional as well to go back and support your team away, you know when you're used to doing it, I've been, I've been used to going away in Europe, maybe not every single trip but I certainly try and make a couple of them every every time mm-hmm. we've, we're, we're there and the fact that it was Champions League as well and yes okay it was a dead rubber but it's the Bernabeu and, and yeah it was it was amazing and we didn't see, we just had a really good laugh caught up with people that I hadn't seen for ages my other pal Michael Mulroney, he came and joined us um, on the first night for a few beers bumped into my mate Andy that I used to work at the bank with, just in the street I hadn't seen him for years um, and I was, I was I met, met some new guys that I had never never met before from, from the Leith bus who were good crack, Thomas and Chippy, Chippy because he, he owns a Chippy um, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, they were they were good crack, and I was um, it was it was really good. We we didn't see any trouble. We were on the kind of periphery of that square, the Plaza Mayor, um, and a couple of guys came. That we we ended up sitting outside this random wee pub that was pretty nondescript. But we just we just having pints and just having the crack. You know, it was just a group of guy. People just kept joining us, and like, tables get getting put together. And we ended up with about four tables. And people that we didn't even know, like from other like, down south, supporters clubs down south, I think it was Blackpool, Blackpool and Preston. A bunch of guys came and joined us from from there and they'd travelled all kind of far-flung ways to get to Madrid and everything, you know. It was all kind of planes, trains and automobiles. I mean, we went via Malaga, came home via Geneva, the most expensive airport in the world, by the way. £26 for a sausage, some potatoes and some veg and a can of lager. And the guys next to us had, like... Three cheeseburgers, a couple of pints, and a few lit soft drinks, and I think they got a kids meal as well, and it came at one hundred and fifty quid. Everything is through the roof. I but I mean you're in That's Switzerland so. and, and you're uh, in an airport. It's going to be expensive, but um, but I we were sitting outside that, boozer that buzzer and. A few what guys. Kind of
1: burgers was it? Big Kahuna burgers.
2: I mean, they weren't even that great. <laughs> but um, a, a few guys came down to that bar that we were sitting in, and they were like, "Oh, you're lucky, you're not up there, lads." And we we're like, "Why?" And they went, "Because the riot police have just arrived, and they just those twenty riot police vans just came came along and all got out with the the shields and were just going up and clodding." I just, I I, well, I think. Not that it's justified, but I think it was just to sort of spook people into not gathering mm-hmm. in, in, in large groups and deter people. And it's just like, nobody was doing anything no. bad. You know, there was no bother or like that. It's not as if there was people spoiling for fights or anything. It was just Celtic fans, you know, away away from home in Europe.
1: Doing what they do. Yeah, there's two things. Well, Stephen Ray comes in, both Jock and actually have commentary for the Cup final. One would have been live and the other highlights. One of the Cup finals was yeah. around about that time. Uh, which I still have in the old VHS tapes, as you know, is um, Jack Charlton's in the studio. He's doing, like, the halftime um, analysis. 88? Is it 88? Is it? Like, I don't know. One of the cut for 88 or 89. Mm-hmm. And Big Jack's in the studio doing the Brilliant. the analysis. I'll watch it back. I love all that kind of stuff. All that nostalgia. We'll get as much comments up uh, on the screen as possible. Two wee things that came to mind when you were talking there about your away days, uh, JP, and I don't know how many you've been on, but I remember having 14. a conversation... Fourteen. There you go, superb. We were in a hotel for you, um, and we were speaking to a guy who will remain nameless because I don't know his name. But uh, he was a guy that uh, basically said, "What you doing here?" And we were like, "We're Celtic fans. And I mm-hmm. go, what, what you doing here? You didn't, you didn't do the this Seriously, all right. And we're like, "We're Celtic fans, and we're following the club in Europe." Yeah. And he had this mentality that unless you had done like a hundred, he wasn't interested. And I thought, come on, man, it's not about elitism, you know. I especially mean, a, a trip like that, the cost, the you know, the family and childcare and the, your work and all that kind of stuff has to come into play. And I just thought that's a bit bizarre.
2: I mean, I've got I've got massive respect for the folk that go to every single European away game because totally. it's a hell of a commitment financially and with your time and everything right. else. Um, there was a, Michael sent me a, a thing yesterday um, and it was, I don't know, if, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it wasn't true but it was like, Bal football fan goes
0: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know, it's just phone internet not home internet Keep your home up to speed with Cox Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for based on cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data q3 2022 and cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details
3: as the number one audio company iheartmedia gives you
2: access to all every audience live conversations trusted influencers and the insights and data you need to grow iheartmedia is your access company go to iheartresults.com for more to AC Milan <laughs> and returns home <laughs> 11 years later <laughs> that's pretty that was, so I he was homeless for 11 years or something I, 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 I didn't read the full I think ago. he must have
1: met a mistress over a Milanese
2: mistress or something I mean an 11 year absence from your home that's quite bizarre <laughs> that's, that's taking it a bit too far but um, yeah no it's, it's it's great going away and, and, and just I don't know it's a camaraderie of, mm. being, of being away and just end up talking to other people that you don't you wouldn't never see or speak to otherwise and a guy recognised my voice in the, in a in a in a bathroom uh, <laughs> and he was like, You that laddie for the podcast? And I was like, Yeah. And I was like waiting on a uh, like a tirade of abuse or something like that and then he was like, No no, I listen to it every week and then oh, so we got talking and he was at the game at Ibrox, the Ibrox disaster. And, oh, right, and he sure. came home with his dad and his dad dropped him off at the house and then his dad went straight to the pub, and I, and I say the house—it's the same street that I stay in in Glasgow, in Maryhill Road. He grew up in the next, the flat next door, and he was telling me all about like the the, the the how it was back then and everything. But his his dad dropped him off, and he went into the house, and then his mum went, "Where's your dad?" and he and he was like, "He's away at the pub." And she was like, "I don't believe you. Where is he?" And she was really worried because of what had happened. They had no idea mm. what had happened because obviously no news, no internet. You know, they, how would they know? And then, then she knew, or she, i don't know if she'd heard it on the radio or something like that—but she knew what had happened, and and uh, and, and she went. says, I'm going over to the pub. I need to see your dad. I need to see his fate, like to see him in person, to know that he's all right. Which is, you know, when you think about it, it's, tr- it's totally traumatic. And, I mean. and the
1: lack of communication devices that you had mm. back then. I, I remember quite a bit talking to young Neely, mocking about that because his old man obviously um, assisted Jocksteen in, in getting some of the um, the bodies onto sponsorship boards, mm. getting them into ambulances and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I also spoke to the doctor's son. So the doctor was um, Fitzsimmons, Dr Fitzsimmons, and his son, who is Edward Fitzsimmons, told me the story that uh, his dad as well was really affected by that because he was helping um, a lot of the people who no were uh, needing it. And he only had one because, I mean, at that time it, you know, one ampule, and I'm not sure what it would have been—some kind of adrenaline shot. Mm. Don't know, you know. Uh, and he could only use it, so he, he took the youngest person he could find. He used it on the youngest person. Mm. You know, thankfully that person survived. So, aye, incredible that you're always bumping into fucking your now aye, aye, You're that guy for
2: Axel. No, we spoke. We spoke outside for a for a good bit, and he was just a really nice guy. Like, you know, mad Celtic fan, been going to games for. What, 40 years, <laughs> 40, 45, amazing. 40, 45 out to him. 50 years, yeah He was a really nice guy so aye, things like that, it's just, uh, it, it, well it was good to just get away from, from here for a bit and just sort of uh, have a bit of time away, see catch up with Michael as well we've not seen him for ages so um, and uh, yeah we we, we we had a good time <laughs> Superb, the other thing that came to my mind uh, JP was
1: Jim Orr who we will know from Friday's uh, bulletin, but also he's a playwright as well, and um, he was massively involved in Save Ourselves back in the early 90s. And and Jim had the foresight to take a camcorder to Seville. Oh, I heard you talking about this. I and we've now got three videos, um, wow. which are going to form part of one of our videos this weekend mm. uh, the archive footage um, which is tremendous because he's walking down the street he's watching Charlie and the boys he's at the fountain he's at all these different places that people always refer to when they talk about Seville uh, but you see so many fans walking back and forward and you may be on that video
2: I'm not I, I got to the ground and I saw was the ground and then I was away again so I never got any I would really like to see that for the point from the point of view that I didn't get to see any of it in person mm-hmm. I was there that day but because the stadium's so far away from the city centre, you didn't get. I didn't get the chance to go in and soak up the atmosphere. I mean, I was lucky to have a ticket for the game and experience the game, which I would take that over anything. Yeah. You know, I'd rather have, you know been in the ground and everything else because that's what you go to these trips for. I, I, I have respect for people that go without tickets, and I know I went without a ticket to Madrid, but I was confident I would get one for the Madrid end and locally managed to get one for the celtic in but uh that's another story um but yeah i uh, nothing to do with this by the way just fyi anybody going oh you got it because you're on that podcast no i didn't i didn't it was actually through a 20 plus year old year old f- friendship with someone so there you go nah. um which uh was pretty cool so i um the civil thing is I, i'm really keen to see that mm. because I've seen pictures and I've seen that that interview. Is there not a guy that like there's not like a an Indian guy is like dingy in his wedding or some like a family wedding or something right, like that. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that, so that's like a wee snapshot of it, but to see to see like proper authentic kinda of camcorder footage oh, would be it's really brilliant. cool.
1: That's bright. Because it was before that age of everybody having that camera phone mm. in their pocket. Um, and I've seen loads of images like yourself but it's even the sound which you'll probably not hear because there'll be the voiceover that we interviewed Jim Mm. or about his experience like he's walking down the street and all you can hear is the tins getting walked on it's like almost like walking on snow but walking on empty tins of Lager and all that Mm. no trouble there's um, there's loads of things that people will refer to and say oh, I was right there or they might even be able to see themselves so mm-hmm. stay tuned that'll be on the channel at the weekend we're talking VAR and John Wilson's coming on YouTube to say if VAR becomes <coughs> the biggest talking point after every game it's time to switch it off put it back in the box take it to the edge of a high cliff and eject <laughs> I feel like I'm talking about it after every game JP and I don't want to I just find I find it mundane I find it like you know laborious to talk about these VAR constantly but um, last night was frustrating I'm watching it on the telly. Obviously, you're there and, and you're watching it in real time, and then you've got the uh, ability to to make your mind up on on the decisions. But what I decided to do was just go through the four games domestically that we've uh-huh. had. Um, Varen, one of which I don't know if was there any talking points in the Livingston game,
2: of note. The handball, the penalty. We got a penalty, didn't we? So that went in our favour. I think so. Yeah. Aye, it was the one where it kind of it was like a cross and the guy. Yeah. Guy's hand went up like that and hit his hand and we got So we pen. never
1: complained, I've not got that on the list, but mm. we never complained about that. The first one, right? Cash your mind back to Time Castle.
2: Yeah, I wasn't there. I watched that in the pub. Yeah. Ralston, the goal.
1: That was chopped off. Great. Oh yeah. Diving the header diving goal. header,
2: yeah, yeah. And they um, said it was a foul from Jackie Marcus.
1: Aye. So the big fella get, gets uh, penalised for that, but Ralston's brilliant goal. So we've lost two excellent goals mm-hmm. through that. What was your take on that? Were we hard done by?
2: Uh I, I, when they showed it, I went, "Oh, look! They've obviously watched it back, and because Jack and Marcus is slightly tugged on a shirt, that doesn't affect the guy. It's not as if it. I think. I think it's just they've 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 give, that's him giving the referee a reason to disallow the goal. I think, and it's so petty. It's so small, yeah. but it is a slight tug. Whether it's that or it's the foul after the foul after is a nonsense because the guy just falls over. There's, yeah. there's not. There's not a foul there. I'd, don't think anyway. Um, but I, I, it's not something that I would, you know, start going completely nuts about cause I, because of the tug. If there was no tug in the shirt, um, they would probably have no leg to stand on. But, yeah, it, it is what it is. I've got this theory that Yaka gets a hard time. Oh, it, do, it
1: definitely does. You agree with that? Because I've seen it again. Um, you know, I, I just think that every single time he goes anywhere... Um, he's either penalised or he certainly doesn't get the rub of the green and we'll see that once we get to the Dundee United game Forest penalty I mean everybody
2: knows that that, that the ball and uh, An absolute mystery Oh incredible Given what we've Unreal. seen since then I know. in Madrid <laughs> the, two, the, two, yeah. the two penalties in Madrid uh, I've still not seen the Jens one back I've seen the Matt O'Reilly one a few times when he's kind of turning away Yeah uh, You know if, if that from Matt O'Reilly as a penalty. How on earth is the James Forrest one not a penalty? I mean, I don't. In the in the current rules, how is it not a penalty? Uh, and so how? Yeah, I
1: don't uh, know. we'll get on to the Burnaby one as well. But they've got to realise, JP, that an unnatural position would actually be for your arms not to be away from your body mm. when you're in full flight.
2: Mm. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, that is your natural position when when you're in full flight. It's because it's because the rule has been basically set that. It's a it's a handball, and bo- if it's if it hits your hand in the box, it's a penalty. That's what it seems to be. But then, how could you then rule out one and rule in another? I mm-hmm. don't, I don't. You've got to be consistent. I don't think, I don't think it's fair. I don't think that the penalties that have been given to us, it it, it just doesn't seem right that that is what a penalty is now. But with Varan thrown into the mix as well, and you know, obviously we came away from Tynecastle with the three points, thankfully, so that didn't affect us. And then the Dundee United game uh, last weekend, it totally affects the mood in the crowd. Oh, like
1: yeah.
2: Everyone was on edge. That
1: first half, it, it
2: completely knocked the stuff in. Yeah. Out the game,
1: yeah. out the team, out, yeah. out the well, fans. It, gave, it
2: gave Dundee United oxygen mm-hmm. in the game, that penalty. And you see the still of Burnaby going up with his hand behind his back, looking away. So the ball hits his hand, but then there's a Dundee United defender who jumps up and his arm's in the exact same position. It's like a mirror of the the, because that's your that's what you do. He's not done that deliberately. So how it's just the movement as you go up for a header, isn't it? You don't go up for a header in a different way, and obviously affected Burnaby as well because he got hooked at half time, Mm -hmm. and that's you changing your whole not whole team, but it's changing a, a, a component of your team and forcing you to make a substitution that you wouldn't necessarily have made otherwise because on a yellow, a, a yellow card for that as well. I know. Like, that's so, so harsh.
1: And, and it's not being paranoid, JP, but you worry that any, any indiscretion, and he's off. Mm-hmm. You know, you start worrying mm-hmm. that that's the case. And Andrew obviously shared that frustration. It obviously went to Bernabe's head. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been for a few years that that position that players take up, Ralston does it all the time when he's running towards somebody and he puts his hands behind your back. You can't do that when you're jumping up for a ball. No. You can't do that when you're going to ground. And it just seems very, very harsh. So Bernabeus handball and then Yakamakis. Uh, Sybil's challenge on Yakimakis And for me, it, it's, it's Oh,
2: high. high foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: high. It's, it's potentially Did he get booked for
2: that? Um, no. There was no foul given, was No there? No foul given. Yeah, that's, there's a still image of that as well. I know that not everybody not everybody likes still images, and and I'm not often a fan of them. But that one, you see how high his bit goes. It doesn't, you know, it's not it's not a uh, an optical illusion. You're seeing how high his bit goes yeah. in a still image. So therefore, if you're putting your bit that high, that's endangering the opponent. No foul, given it. Again, people watch this maybe from another persuasion. And they'll be like, oh, listen to these guys moaning about VAR. I mean, like, but until until it starts happening to your team, which it, and it invariably, will, there'll be decisions that happen. I'm not privy to everything that's happened in every single game outside the Celtic because I've not simply not had time to watch. Since VAR came in, I've not had time to watch the highlights of every single game or been aware of things that happened in every single game, but. It's not just going to be us. It's going to suffer from this. No. It's going to be everybody. And I was so wary about this coming in. And I remember being at games and going, God, you're going to have var and it's going to be... I mean, even like last night, Motherwell don't have a screen. So you don't... You're like, is this happening? What's happening is... You know, you're looking for him standing, like the ref standing, mm-hmm. giving it, you know, hold on and all that. And you're not even getting that. So... Can I, everyone's looking at each other, going, "Is this is this going too far?" And it's it's just. But that's what Andrew was speaking about,
1: wasn't it? The fact that you know he's thinking about it from the viewer or the the fans' perspective, mm-hmm. and he's saying it's it's actually affecting that experience, and mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And um, I I think uh, the goal we mentioned the goal, and I spoke last night, and, and I mentioned the fact that um, you know you, you've you've had Rouson's excellent finish. Ten Castle, you've got Jota's brilliant finish, like brilliant team goal last
2: night. Oh, Kyogo did really Unbelievable. well. Unbelievable, yeah. That was the one did... where Kyogo won it back, didn't mm. he? And then beat a man and then put in a just a brilliant wow. ball. To him.
1: He had no right to win the ball back. No, and then the ball was inch perfect. I thought the run was timed to perfection, and we've been kind of robbed of that. So, like the end of season um, highlights, real. You can't even put that in there because it no. was a disallowed goal. It's it's so unfortunate, and. I think the body language of Jota said a lot because he was saying I had my eye on the on the line. I think he'll be feeling really aggrieved, and it concerns me if that was the best quality um, image they were actually relying on JP from the other side of the
2: park because it's not conclusive. I mean, you can you can handle you can you can handle say a goal disallowed because of VAR, and then. You wait that wee moment in time or minute or two or however long it is, and then they go right, no goal. You're like, okay, must have been offside then. And then you get home and you see the highlights, and I like know. it was onside. How how can that possibly how can that possibly be the case? You know that that is properly ruining the game mm-hmm. at that point because you've just disallowed a goal, a perfectly good goal, having had the opportunity to watch it back again and then still disallowed it. Like you're your introducing a very expensive bit of equipment
1: um, that's meant to improve the the quality of the decision making mm. but it's actually making it even worse um, Morrison Starfield again oh my you'll God, have seen that, that tackle, time and time geezo. again today
2: yeah. uh, on Twitter he got a yellow card didn't he? he did but was that enough? nah that, that's a straight red a shocker yeah I mean you go Scott Brown does that in a Rangers game off yep off absolutely his reputation would go for him and he'd be off
1: And I'm looking at the player that was against, Starfield, who's only started coming back into the team and kind of reigniting that partnership that he's got with Carter Vickers. And I'm thinking, that's all it's going to take for us to be in disarray Mm. until we get reinforcements in at the back. And I feel the same up top as well. Obviously, everybody's got their thoughts about January and what we bring in in January. But I think most people are um, looking forward to bringing in Kobayashi Mm -hmm. at the back. Um, I've so
2: many tweets from journalists and people that know that that side of the game and I don't know if I've heard Liam from a Celtic down under Celtic down under um, and I, I don't know if he's spoken in detail about um, Kubayashi Kubayashi yeah. yeah but there's been a few tweets going how how have they let this guy go like, and we're getting him for now saying that it's a pretty big error on their part which Obviously, it's not good for them, but it's good for us mm. um, to be getting somebody with that sort of level of potential. And in fact, did you maybe it was on Celtic Down Under or if Liam was on here? But somebody said, Who would you take out of Ko and Kubayashi? And Liam That's said, right. Liam said, Kubayashi,
1: yeah. And he was on with uh, Dan Orlowitz, the the, mm-hmm. the journalist who's based in Japan as well, and he agreed. Oh, did he agree? So then, the eh? two actually mm. agreed with that. So that's interesting, because that, that Itakura um, looked like a, a proper... Well, proper he's in the player. squad, he's in the, na- the national yeah. squad, isn't he? Superb. Um, you've, you've told us about your, your trip to Real Madrid. I, I find it funny, right, that one um, of the greatest players of all time, Alfredo uh, de Stefano, or de Stefano. De Stefano. De Stefano, that's the guy. Um Who obviously played his testimonial Against Celtic in the Bernabeu Mm And Celtic beat them 1-0 Bobby Lennox scores the goal Um, Never played that World Cup final Did De Stefano No
0: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet But if their internet comes from a cell phone network You should know It's just phone internet Not home internet Keep your home up to speed with Cox Cox internet is faster And has more reliable download speeds Than 5G home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for based on cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data q3 2022 and cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details
3: as the number one audio company iheartmedia gives you
2: access to all every audience live conversations trusted influencers and the insights and data you need to grow iheartmedia is your access company go to iheartresults.com
1: for more And I was thinking the other players, because we mentioned George Best last week, Mm -hmm. and then Paddy Lavery on on the chat brought up his avatar, and it was George Best wearing the Celtic centenary till, Mm -hmm. in a charity game. And that picture used to be behind the bar at Beards, you'll remember. Um, And there are a few others. Jimmy Johnson never played in a World Cup final. He was in a squad, Mm -hmm. never played a game. Um, Was that
2: the one where he nicked the row boat and went out? (laughs) to see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that that was leading up to the finals uh, and the reckon that was one of the reasons why He didn't get a game he didn't get a game, Almost <laughs> like a punishment. Um but in saying that Dennis Law was in that boat. Janky didn't mm. get out the boat which was a problem. But Dennis mm-hmm. Law was part of all that as well, Sandy Jardin as well. Um and I'm thinking about the the omissions and the inclusions and I find it really like utterly bizarre that the Stefan was never playing a World Cup final but potentially Jason Cummings will have done
2: after this World Cup. It's,
1: it's wild, isn't it?
2: It's absolutely wild. I mean, I, I I know you said, oh, how how can Jason Cummings be there and Tom Rogic isn't? But Tom Rogic, I don't really know how much football he's played for West Brom, but to, to not have had a club for that mm. length of time, you're not going to get in a World Cup squad. I, regardless of how good you are, I know he's obviously an absolute got a potential genius on the park. He's not always a genius in the park, but he's got it in him to do something... Yeah you know, utterly incredible but I think when a guy who struggled for fitness at the best of times uh, in his Celtic career you're not going to expect somebody like that to go to a World Cup and be able to meaningfully uh, give a meaningful contribution to the to, to the cause so I, I kind of get it um, I feel for him because I'm sure he would have loved to have been there mm. even though it is a totally weird World Cup and I, I I, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure how much interest I have in it. Really, I was going to ask you that because I, see, when I was a kid, right? I mean, you'll see the there's a bag out there
1: with the Italian 90 mascot on it, mm-hmm. um, Chow mm-hmm. one of the best oh, mascots. Oh,
2: and, and I've got a back. Ferrari Testarossa uh, diecast metal keyring with with the Chow yeah. on the bonnet. Yeah, yeah. Mind the the wee balls you got, the footballs. I had one of them as well,
1: the well. Italia 90 balls. Oh, yeah. brilliant! Yeah. And you know Coca- you think was back, it Coca-Cola I Italian, ask, he, yeah. uh, Coca-Cola because there was some kind of um, thing with the ring pool mm-hmm. where you won prizes and mm-hmm. that was one of the prizes I remember the time of the Coca-Cola Yo-Yos had them as well all that stuff Do you, have a a gold, you have a gold a gold a bit, spinner but
2: remind me how did you get one you had save up was tokens that was? or something like that. It was tokens or something or other. It, you couldn't just get one anyway. They were quite hard to get. And I, I remember getting one and I, I actually thought I had the Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was just a, gold, a, <laughs> a gold better. yo-yo. I think I think I've still got it actually. And yeah.
1: what was the tricks? Walk the dog and all that. Round the world and everything. Remember everybody had done the
2: tricks. Aye, rock. There was a, a one where you could put it into like a kind of diamond and then put the, the right. in the middle. I yeah. can't remember what that was called. Aye but you know what, pre-mobile
1: phones, JP, you made your funny. <laughs> you know
2: what I mean? I mean, you had, you to. I mean, that was, that was, that was in uh,
1: days. Was it that, was. I, I think back to those Halcyon days. I think back to the 1990 World Cup, 86, um, Mexico, uh, everything about these tournaments, USA 94, loved that, France 98, loved all these tournaments. But as I've, and I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and it's a nostalgic thing and I look back on World Cup tournaments and the mascots and every, the players and the teams where that, that kind of like golden haze I don't know if it is nostalgia that does that or it's just no special anymore
2: I just think it's the, the timing of it and everything else <laughs> and, where and where it is it, the time, timing of it where it is the lack obviously there's no Scotland there uh, I, just, I, I don't know I just I just I just think of it as something that I'm not overly excited about did you see the I presume this is real but there was a Twitter page shared it this morning saying still uh, these like rooms to let and they're like two hundred and seven euros a night or something, uh, and and they it looked like a it looked like a sort of a prisoner of war camp or something like that. It was just like rows and rows of these little. Mm. It was like the I can't remember what it was called. It was something village. You know how they created that for like the Commonwealth yeah. Games, but it, and you're just looking at it going, if that's as hot as you believe, you, you know that as that got air conditioning, are you gonna? Is that just like a little sweat box that you stay in for the night? I just there's there's no appeal. T- for me, as a as a football fan, yeah. really for this World Cup, I mean, I'm, I'll no doubt end up watching a couple of games, but I, I don't think I'll have the same um, passion or, or interest as I would do if it was. Uh, I mean, even like, is, is it going to be like full stadiums? I mean, I don't know. I mean, no, what what is the atmosphere going to be like? What is the atmosphere going to be like? I know. I, I, I can't really imagine how people have the money in the current climate to be able to go over in their thousands and support our national team. I just can't, I can't see it, you know. No. I, I've, I mean, I was talking, joking to you about the airport prices in Geneva, but I mean, it's not going to be cheap over there, is it? It's not a cheap country, uh, as far as I know. I've never been, but I, I'm guessing it's not a cheap country. No, and, and you know, there is also that
1: political aspect of whether or not you want to buy into all this, yeah,
2: you know. totally.
1: But, yeah, it's um, something that doesn't hold the same allure as it did when I was younger. Let me know in the comments. Field. I've not
2: got a sticker album put it that way.
1: No, I know. But even that, the sticker albums, you used to get the big charts, shooting match, mm. and you knew all the fixtures. You were introduced to players, JP, you know. I remember the 1990 World Cup, after 86, just really wanting Maradona to be, like, immense. Mm. Um, and... I don't think it was his finest tournament to be fair 1990 it wasn't a great tournament mm. in the end the, the final was a bit disappointing but you look back on the strips the players the songs everything you know because I know it was for the England team but world in motion I mean it's a moment it's a moment uh, in time with new order and I just don't get the same vibe and I don't know if it's the same with others listening in what's your thoughts on the World Cup couple of wee comments coming in there's Paddy where Avatar, a hey, Georgie Best I wonder who the guy is sitting next to him in the dressing room there Uh.
2: I can't even make him out. I can, see, I can see the picture, but I don't know who it is.
1: Aye, I wonder who that is. Do you know, Paddy? Could you let us know? Uh, Strange Love, the Doctor, VAR isn't going away anytime soon. Yeah, that is the unfortunate part about this. I welcome it. There's nowhere to hide for players and for officials. By the end of this season, it will build a library of inconsistency That's and bias point. that will expose the SFA. Well, you know, the, the point that Strange Love, the Doctor, which is one of the best names on YouTube, um, makes there, it almost does give you the ability to Um, catalogue all all these wrongdoings and then you're either saying to the SFA you're incompetent or or worse because obviously Strange Love's brought up the the bias the the discussion of bias now we spoke about this the other day uh, or the other week and I spoke about some of the language that's used when we're talking about refs right and we we know, we, we hear the words all the time cheating, corruption and bias and what I say is listen I'm not Saying don't say these things, don't use these words or that terminology. What I always try and say is, how can we prove it? That that's the problem, right? So, can we prove the cheating and and, and uh, the corruption? No, we can't actually prove it. So, you may believe that it exists. We can't prove it, but can you prove bias? Well, yeah, because it exists in every single walk of your life. So, mm. how do you then compete against the bias? Um, and there's a few examples, obviously, that, that you know we've spoken about and Celtic fans speak about. How can you? referee, a, a game of football involving a team that you support, for example. Now, that exists in Scottish football, JP, there's
2: no doubt about it. No, it definitely does, but there was a lot of consternation about the the Hearts' shout for a penalty last night with the header onto Ben Davies. I was ben looking Davies. at that, yeah. I've watched that a few times and it hits off his face and then hits his hand. That's what I see. And I, obviously, I would like to be, um, you know, angry about it, but I, I just I think that's what happened. happening. People were saying, "Well, why didn't it get looked at?" And I I don't know what the the sort of uh, the machinations is of VAR. Like, so when that's happened, has somebody straight away in his ear gone, hit his face and his hand, move on, like really quickly, like, yeah. hit his face and his hand, and the refs just gone right, okay, in seconds. I don't need to don't need to question that.
1: Why is it so cloak and dagger though? Because um, you know if they came out and said that, yeah, then it does dampen a lot of the, the theories if you like it's like mm. this is the reason why come out and tell us and if
2: you do that then But it took so long for the Burnaby one I mean that yeah. was it took ages and then eventually we gave the penalty and gave the yellow card and I, I just I don't know it's, there's just inconsistencies all over the place and and as strange love the doctor um t- said that it will build a portfolio mm. and it, and it's it's evidence it's, it's then clear evidence that that I'm not st- Getting into this moon and oh, there's bias against us, or it's just incompetence.
1: But then the thing as well, though, JP, the club don't really communicate um, how frustrated frustrated they are. Uh, but they obviously are doing stuff behind the scenes because at the AGM, not this year, the year previous, Ian Bankier stated mm-hmm. that they had concerns. They were deeply concerned. It was brought up again at the AGM this year. So the club are doing stuff behind the scenes. They're unhappy. Um, with the decisions, and like you say, we've actually come through the four games that we've been looking at, um, and we've won all four games. And it is at that point that you say, you know, this is this is not good enough. Um, there's there's another wee thing I was going to say. Dermot Gallagher, he's the guy that comes out now mm-hmm. on Sky Sports, right? Mm-hmm. And Stuart, who walks in the in the studio, um, showed me something completely unrelated to the conversation we're having, and it was a Ben Thatcher tackle. He mm-hmm. was playing for Portsmouth where he basically, it was Pedro Mendes, Mm -hmm. and he smashes Pedro Mendes. I think he's knocked out, and he gets booked for it, and it's Dermot Gallagher who's the ref, and I'm like, right, so why should we be listening to you, mate? That was one of the most horrific refereeing decisions I have ever seen. Mm. Uh, Look it up on Twitter, because it was there last week or the week before. Um, I'm going to bring up this point from Daniel Brown. The club's voted for VAR, but too many want it on the cheap. More cameras are required to give it credibility. I don't disagree with that if that is the only angle we can see the Jota decision the UEFA minimum is not good enough um, I think so it? but as Strange Strangelove said build yourself a case and, and then you can go to the authorities we've been talking about international football with the World Cup and I'll come back to that when we talk about some of the Celtic players that made it and those who didn't um, but obviously there's been an international knockback because Celtic are not releasing players for Scotland's um, friendly against Quite Turkey right. Quite right too. And Starfield's not being released mm-hmm. For a game for, for Sweden uh, Stevie Clark comes out And does the what wildered. Stevie Clark does done. How good were Andy's comments
2: though? Amazing Brilliant Oh so good Like he just He's got them on strings mm-hmm. He's absolutely got them on strings And we are perfectly enta- if, if we were only announcing that game Now or something like that Okay you could maybe form an argument But that game's been that game's been in the diary for a long long time so you kind of just sort of oh here oh we've decided to have a friendly against Turkey how long has that Turkey game been in the mm, diary I
1: know uh, and, and how important is it really for our players to be involved in that
2: the I mean, three players that would have gone Taylor Turnbull and Ralston would that have been aye Taylor Turnbull and Ralston I would argue that none of them would have started potentially yeah. so you'd be taking them for them to be in the squad and maybe get substitute appearance because he's not going to play Taylor over uh, Andy Robertson or Kieran Tierney I wouldn't have thought
0: mm-hmm.
2: midfield I think it, it, the midf- the Scotland midfield is, is kind of set in stone isn't it? And Turnbull isn't a starter in that, in no. that and, he, and, and, Ra- and Ralston's up against I don't know who he is right back for Scotland I can't even think who would get in but he's called up Ramsey so that's an experience for, for Calvin Ramsey and it's an opportunity for him to play at that level Celtic are going to be as they are contracted to play in, in, a, in a tournament already mm, and, I know. and Ange wants to take the players that he wants to take he doesn't I, I, don't, I don't see the issue I really I mean, don't and we want to
1: look after our Australian fan base I mean I know that Scotland don't care about that but as a club right there's quite a few things here I remember like we're obviously working through the uh, the old VHS video collection retrospectives and we'll have more on the channel very very soon um, but it's going to pre-season in the 90s and we're over in Ireland and it was, a, it was a a regular thing we would go to Ireland we would play some friendlies the Irish fan base seen Celtic in the flesh mm-hmm. and uh, obviously at that time it was Liam Brady and, and we had Big Cascarino had just signed and all this as well um, but we've not even been doing that Uh, As often as we should Mm. And you look at the Irish fan base And the fact that it's given a wee bit back You look at we've got a massive fan base in America I know that's not as easy And Australia's not been as easy Because in the pre-season We've not had the time due to the qualifiers For the Champions League So I get it So this is an opportunity for us now To tap into the, not the market The fan base Mm. And give a wee bit back to the fan base You're seeing a Celtic team And we all due respect to every single member of the, the B team the Australian fan base will be what to watch the first team. Aye. As well. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I think Ange, when he's been getting badgered constantly in the press as by the way, some,
2: some of the questions he gets asked in press oh, conferences man. are, oh. I, I, you, I honestly watch them and I'm I'm listening to what the folk are saying and I'm like, how 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 is that your question? You've got this opportunity to speak to the manager of the Celtic Football Club <laughs> and that's the question know, you've asked. I know. And he just kind of goes,
3: yeah, they're,
2: not really and, and you just see him Kind of like going Why Why are you asking me These questions I know I know The, the one for me right Is by the
1: way I have never met Ange Bostokoglu I've never been in a press conference With him um, We do get
2: invited You're not hung us. about Outside UCB Deli and uh, the West not, End Not though. yet Not yet <laughs> Although I was
1: at the uh Oh what was it called Crab something Crab Shack Crab Shack I was talking, speaking about it Wasn't I mm. The Crab Shack In the West End Absolutely brilliant There's two of them But there's one in the West End Superb and apparently he likes to go in there for a wee bit of lunch. So I might be hanging about at (laughs) something. But um, I do, we do, as Axel get invited into the pressers, but we've got a couple of people um, in the team who would benefit from doing that as part of their studies, JP. Uh So generally speaking, I'm never anywhere near them. But I'm going to say something. I think if I was faced with Ange, I'd be a wee bit nervous. I think I would be.
2: I mean, yeah, but it still doesn't stop you from preparing a better question. Some of the mundane... pointless questions that they ask him. Like, Especially when it's been
1: asked. That That's the one thing. If you're going into a press conference, right, make sure you've got half a dozen questions because
2: the chances are... Someone else will ask the same exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's maybe what happens. Mm. And then it gets to, like, an actual journalist and they're like, oh, no, I've got to go down to my sixth-choice question, which is the worst one, mm-hmm. and then they have to say it. So you need to make sure they're all of a decent standard. Definitely. Something that's going to make him, I don't know, just get his... uh you know, get, his, get the juices for get, get his juices for get his interest because, like, when when you do get that, you normally get a really good answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, Declan's got some good stuff from him, Big Tony. and Tony as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they've mined, they, they they know what to mine for. Whereas he's just get these kind of really basic questions that don't he he answers and you're none the wiser to anything. You're, he's just he's just given a polite stock answer that hasn't really giving you any information it's answered the question probably just to placate the person that's asked it but it doesn't really give you anything to go on <laughs> nothing but, really tangible uh, and
1: the thing too as well right I, you know this i love interviews i watch them all the time people have got their their own kind of like choice uh videos on youtube and all that i tend to watch interviews long form interviews uh music related film related football whatever it might be and you're looking at the the way that some of these questions are, are actually shaped as well JP and mm-hmm. you think to yourself well just you know if, you, if you're in an interview you've got to have a few rules right and right now if I'm a journalist which I'm not and I know.
0: mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with Cox Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of OOKLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com internet for details.
1: Respect those that are. I'd be saying I'm not going to ask him about VAR. I'm not going to ask him about motivating your team now that there's no Champions League football because that gets asked every single week. And I'm not going to ask him about injuries either. Mm. It's the three questions that are stock questions. And I know that there'll be a bit of pressure on some of the journals from the Redditors to say we need to know this mm. for the piece. But if somebody's already asked it, you can use the a quotes anyway. Mm. You don't have to attribute totally. them to anybody.
2: Well, just on the subject of Ange Postacogl, my mate Mikey went to a thing at Celtic Park the other night. It was like an an, a, an an audience with Ange. So it was like in the number seven restaurant or something like that. And it was just like, I don't know, a 100 say, people, mm. season ticket holders, whatever, and he got the opportunity to go to that and he heard Ange talking about his, his knowledge of Celtic. And he said that, obviously, he followed Liverpool as a boy, because it was Liverpool and Man United were the two teams that were predominantly shown in Australia. Mm. But when he found because he loved Kenny Deglish so much, when he found out where Kenny we had come from, he then took an interest in Celtic. And they said that that, that thing... He was sitting on the plane as he was leaving Japan and he was just absolutely certain because he knew about what Celtic was all about, um, Irish immigrants, all the rest of it. He knew when he was on the plane, he was like, I know I'm going somewhere where I'm going to be embraced. Oh, amazing. So he knew he knew at that point, like without even having, you know, met anybody or, you know, obviously it had all been done by Zoom, right? Because at that point it was COVID and everything else, so he hadn't actually come to the ground and met, shook hands with anybody and that had all been online. So to have that knowledge that you were, and then when you see what it's like now, so knowing that and then seeing him at the Bernabeu, you know, last week, waving up to the fans and having the full Celtic end singing Ange Postacoglu Ole and, you know, it was just, I mean, I imagine how proud he must have been. And also, by the way, I must mention this, I don't know if I told you, at the end of the game, we were obviously kept in we uh, weren't allowed to leave so the, the Bernabeu emptied and Matt O'Reilly walked out and I'm pretty sure he didn't have his boots on so he was just in his full Celtic kit just walking out in the middle of the ground and then he was on the phone and I was like oh that's pretty cool He's was on the phone walking about in the middle of the pitch in the Bernabeu and then I looked over and his mum and dad came down from the side and they, and they, they met, went and met them obviously he was like right go to this but went and met them had a five minute chat with them hugged them and all that and then he walked back into the middle of the park and he just sat down and he just sat looking around at the burnabout in oh, an empty so burnabout weird. and we were all singing and everything. And, and I'm just, just putting my mind into his mind and going, a year ago he was playing for MK Dons. Yes, third tier in English football. How mental is that? That he, that, that is what, I, And that's why all these people that are saying that he's going to be out the door in January and everything else, I, I just don't see it. I don't see him jumping ship this soon. And I know you said that last night, that you don't think it's the time. Mm. Maybe as the time for Juranovic, given his age, Matt O'Reilly's twenty one, he's twenty two in ten days or something like that. I looked it up. I, mean, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know Matt O'Reilly that intimately. Um, but uh, some Celtic fans do. I know we, we, we were talking about it last night in the pub after the game. Um, but I just don't think it's. I just don't see him going this soon I think surely to goodness you'd, you'd want another crack at the Champions League what I like because about when him, it, when, he might never play in the Champions League again this is the thing I, I'm think? not saying that he won't I mean there's a chance that he will well, however who's
1: been interested Leicester Newcastle Crystal Palace mm-hmm. so but what I like about the situation is he's the type of player who obviously right even if it's not the obvious decision he makes his own decision, which even meant he was out of football for a period of time Mm -hmm. and he had to keep himself fit after he leaves Fulham. Mm -hmm. So he didn't leave for a club. There was nothing lined up. There was no plan B. Mm -hmm. He left because he needed to leave. So whatever decision he makes, you know, it won't be based on a knee jerk. You know, it it won't be solely based on money because he's obviously forward-thinking enough. Um, And I don't think it's the the time. By the way, his dad's got great hair as well. eh?
2: His dad... Looked even from a distance, looked like a cool character. <laughs> uh, I I I, could, I think he's obviously got his music taste from his dad, judging by what his dad looks like, you know, because he's into like kind of like rock and stuff like yeah, that. I so, know. um ach, he's just I, I I really got a lot of time for him, and I think he's 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 done so well without Carol McGregor alongside him. I think he's I, I still think last night I thought the midfield played reasonably well. Kevin Graham described it as utter dross. I I don't agree with that at all, Kevin. You know, everybody says we always agree on these on these podcasts. I definitely don't agree that we were utter dross last night. I thought I thought we played well. We were we were up against a determined motherwell team who didn't offer a lot going forward. Um and obviously though they were looking to take that chance later on in the game because we were mm-hmm. only one 0 up. We should have been two 0 up because of the Jota goal, but we weren't we were denied that. So we would have been two and cruising and maybe would have gone on to score a third and fourth but it got a wee bit nervy misplaced passes things like that um, but then delighted for Dyson Maeda to, to, get the, to get the winner because he's come under a lot of I mean he gets a lot of stick at the ground you hear it from people they just, they just don't think he's that great and then you're like well, he's in the Japan World Cup squad and Kyogo isn't and Hitati isn't mm-hmm. there's a reason he's there do you know and he, he, I think he's he's a, a really valuable player and I, I, yeah he's, he's obviously fluffed his lines a few times missing that shot against Madrid was I still think it came out of really fast it wasn't like a it wasn't a neat pass it was almost like a shot that you had to control mm. and there's been a, obviously that attempt at a cross I think in that same game was it that game or was it a Shakhtar game I can't remember but he just absolutely melted it and it went high and wide um, but I mean Players make mistakes Larson's made mistakes Chris Sutton made mistakes It's just this. Everything's scrutinised so much
1: Remember the fantasy days. football sketch And it was about Pelly mm-hmm. He was worse than Jason Lee mm-hmm. You know And yeah. it was like you, They never show you the bad bits Every, Everybody makes mistakes yeah, yeah, on it's, football uh,
2: football. Everything's scrutinised To like an nth degree now And, and, and that's what people form their opinions on and people form their opinions on people's opinions on Twitter and things like that. They, they, someone will put together a tweet that they think is the right thing and mm. they're right and mm. nobody else can disagree with them and it's, you know, people will go, oh actually I think that too. And there's you know. a like, retweet and you're like, and then suddenly it becomes fact and you're like, wait a minute, what? Like, like saying things like we we can we can recover we we can survive the loss of jaranovic in, in January because he's obviously been linked with a move. Mm-hmm. I like Anthony Ralston. I think he's really great. I think he's done amazing to get up to speed in terms of the way we play and the fact that he's actually now considered a, an important part of the squad. I don't think that just means that we can go see you later, Joseph. Thanks for the memories. I would rather jaranovic stayed until the end of the season. To not give us the headache of having to get a player in In January We're exactly. we going then- to be
1: in a position where at some point Between now and the end of the season JP That Stephen Welsh is playing at right back mm-hmm. Because all it takes is a suspension Or an injury to, mm-hmm. to Tony Ralston And that's where we are mm-hmm. Even on the left hand side you know, We're going to be in a position If any of the two first choices and and Bernabe and Taylor gets injured or um, suspended that you really are down to the bare bones because we've loaned out another two left backs to Aberdeen and St Johnson Mm -hmm. so you can't just say oh we'll be fine and and we can withstand that you actually can't the only reason we should sell your Uranovic is if we've got Sunday lined up
2: yeah I don't really want any of our key players leaving in January I'd be happy for anybody to go that is on the, the fringes or, or mm. needs, needs, ga- needs game time yeah. and all the rest of it. And there is a few of them, of course there is. Um, it's a shame for James McCarthy that he's picked up that hamstring injury because that maybe would hinder him from getting a move, potentially, mm-hmm. or getting some lo- a loan period. Because uh, obviously he's on a long contract, so a six-month loan in January might have suited him, but that he might struggle to get that now. Um, but you see <laughs> Barkas is doing really well. I I don't know how many times I said that on this podcast, that Barkas wasn't a bad keeper and everybody said hologram hands, cabbage hands and all this sort of stuff and it's just like, I just don't think it was one of those classic cases of a move not working out for somebody. You don't pay £5 for a keeper and he suddenly becomes the worst keeper in the world. International, Champions Champions League
1: experience.
2: Exactly. And and the good thing about it, when we loan
1: players out, I want them to absolutely flourish because then... I wouldn't say, oh, that means he can come back, because I would never have him back. But that means that he can move on and mm-hmm. we actually get, a. am not going to say a decent fee, because you're, you're trying to recoup something at that stage. You might
2: get a decent fee for him, based yeah. on his performance. I mean, you've got to like, base it on the performances in the loan spell, mm. but there'll the probably have been something already negotiated. Surely you would have thought there'll be yeah. a, a fee input into the deal that, it's whether it was good or bad, that's what they're paying.
1: And you want Mikey Johnson playing well.
2: Yeah. Some of the others Again we all said that he just needed games. I know. How many times did we just say he just needs a change of environment and a and, and a bit of confidence and playing somewhere else and Definitely. and there you go, he's 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 got it. There is obviously players that have come to Celtic and you do know that there isn't a future for them at any at a certain level in the game. We've seen that. Um I would have thought bio would have been one of those people but I'm wrong on that. He's, you know... He's
1: proven us wrong. He's doing a pookie. Doing a team of pookie. Mm. A couple of the the points you made there. O'Reilly, just very quickly, JP, um, when McGregor comes back, where do you play O'Reilly?
2: Back in his position, I would say. I think he'll be be a better player for this period of time playing in a different position because it'll make his game, all-round game better, I would Mm. have thought. Um... Because he'll have he'll have taken on he's taken on different responsibility in in McGregor's absence, and I think McGregor has to go back into. role. Well, I know people are saying maybe put McGregor further forward and keep O'Reilly where he is, but McGregor in that pivot role where he's dictating the play and yeah. dictating the tempo, we've missed that so much. We missed it against Real Madrid, um, home and uh, away when he was obviously injured. Um, and, oh God, we missed it against Shakhtar. I, I maintain McGregor plays that Shakhtar home game. Potentially we win that game. Different you know. outcome. I, I, I do think that.
1: But. You were speaking about the Bernabeu, uh, JP. Which other stadiums are on the bucket list to watch on an away day for Celtic?
2: Uh, Dortmund. Mm. 100% Dortmund. And well, I have done Man United, but it wasn't a competitive game. It was the, uh, Giggs' testimonial. Um, but definitely Dortmund and... I would have loved to have gone to the Rome uh, to Lazio. I, I was I was away and when that happened, and I'm, I'm gutted I didn't get to get to that because that would have been. I mean, I think that's going to be all up there in one of the ultimate trips away in in the future because you just you never know when these things are going to happen. You never know when they're going to come round. That's why people do push the boat out yeah, for like the likes of last week, not since 1980. So it wins the next time, and we're not being consistently in the Champions League either. So we've not had that.
1: So I'd need to I'd need to live till I'm eighty four. Aye, well, you
2: know exactly. That's based on that. That that is why you. That is why you push the boat out Mm. for these things and make sacrifices and live on the. I don't know uh, beans and sausages on <laughs> toast for a while. But Listen, beans beans on toast is underrated. Aye. sprinkle a wee bit of cheese on. But the- and also is this the fact that the games are going to end as of Saturday? The next yeah. the, the, ne- the next game on Saturday, we're we're not going to see Celtic in the flesh until. Well, I'm not going to go. I don't think I'll be at Petardre on the 17th of December because I'm working a gig that night in Edinburgh, Richard Holly. Oh,
1: oh, I was introducing young Stuart to the long pigs and I explained how Holly he had in the, And there and yeah. he was in pulp
2: as well. Pulp, um so yeah, Saturday, really looking forward to Saturday last Celtic game for a while. Um and at Celtic Park and we just want to make sure we get the, the three points and run dot. I mean so many people were saying that Rangers were going to be ahead at the break. Um some of the goons on Twitter that that uh follow that club saying Adamant that they were going to be ahead and it's just like, well Based you know, on what I know.
1: One one thing you, you mentioned there, we'll finish off with this about Ange and um his recollections of coming over and he knew that he was going to be accepted. But people use the term quite a lot that he gets it. But he actually does, right? It's 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 a bit of cliche, but he does In that, obviously, you see the immigration, uh, the the Greek immigrants to his part of Australia and the community club that was formed, South Melbourne Hellas, was for that very reason. Mm -hmm. There was other teams in the league who were made up of Italian immigrants and the Italian community went to watch the Italian team. They're called Juventus. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, the team that um, Ange Porto played for was the Greek equivalent of that. So he does get it. He gets why Celtic were formed and it gets the traditions and the heritage of the club as well, which, by the way, are covered in some uh, style by the wakes on our new single. I heard the, the most up-to-date mix yesterday. We're almost there, JP. You've heard it. I and it's it. going to be, I hope, uh, a big success for our charity weekend. We've got a single. We've been working on it for a long, long time. Um, and, you know, we like a bit of music. Therefore... We are dipping our toes into the music industry. One last comment coming up: liquidated beggars FC. I'm not sure where you get your name from. Opposite the Brazen Head, used to be the old railway club.
2: So oh, that—that's the, the garble Sound.
1: That's the building. Yeah. And, and by the way, when you look at it from the outside, it's like a TARDIS. once you get in there,
2: it, is that the Go Radio Studios is, is there as well? That's it. Is yeah. It next to that, it's it's in in that's the building. Part of now. That. Yeah.
1: yeah. I have seen that. Yeah. And when we were in there. Interviewing Paul Quinn and doing another few podcasts, we bumped into Jim Kerr in the, in the car park. Just you know, bouncing about. Did the they garbage.
2: start? Did they start regale, regaling you of tales of kicking a sheep's bladder around the streets <laughs> of Tory Glen?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't. He actually. He, sp- he spoke about. Well, I probably asked him. He spoke about that time he was in the recording studio with Jimmy Johnson. All oh, right. Okay. Got the old town, but, yeah.
2: um, By the way, that that impression and patter is copyright of a friend of mine, Chris Kaczynski, who's in Sydney, Australia now, um, and he used to <laughs> he used to do that impression. I've I've borrowed it from him. But yourself and Paul Sheridan are very good at the impressions, I'll give you that.
1: Um, and we'll wait for a wee while before you give us a Kevin Graham one again, JP. But thanks everybody for getting involved. That was 700 Strong live on YouTube. If you haven't done so already, get subscribing to the channel. Um, and also, if you want to st- you know, support us. We've got some merchandise on our website, and the link for that is underneath. As is the link to Etive Watches. who have got a really cool Celtic-minded watch. I've seen it. Um, you get fifteen percent off using the code. Get this, Paul John Dykes.
2: <laughs> You'll get slagged for that.
1: Super. Yeah, you definitely will. <laughs> Absolutely. Though all that's left for me to say is thank you once again, JP Mason, for joining me on a Celtic state of mind. Just both. <laughs>
3: message and data rates may apply